Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. we got a busy Cardinals weekend. The winter warm-up is taking place this weekend at Ballpark Village and at Bush Stadium. You have... Um, appearances from over 50 players, coaches, and alumni. If you go to cardinals.com backslash WWU for winter warm you can get information. you got to get signed up for some of the autograph sessions, etc. And this is all for the Cardinals Care Charity. And then Matt Pauley's going to swing by from the Cardinals Radio Network here in just a little bit because he's going on the Cardinals Caravan, which um, there's two of them. They go to different locations. You have more than 35 current and former players, 20 cities throughout Cardinals Nation, six actually different routes before returning to St. Louis on Monday night. So Matt will fill us in. If you need information on that, cardinals.com slash caravan. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about the Consumer Electronics Show, CES, and all the, maybe some of the fun things that they were rolling out at that show in Las Vegas. And um, I also think that there were some things that were kind of silly and goofy that they (laughs) unveiled. But we found, I I love, we're going to welcome in Bridget Carey from CNET here. Uh, Hi, Bridget. How are you? Oh, I think I'm recovered now from CES. It's been about a week. <laughs> I had to point out, I love the um, the headline of the story says, the best products we found at CES 2023 from giant TVs to tiny P-sensors. That'll get you to click. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I want to find out you about know? that. Uh, no, how, okay, all right. Let, do you want to talk about P? Yeah, let's start. Let's just P start with radio. the P-sensors. <laughs> let's go right out of the gate with that. We might as well bring it down to the lowest uh, common denominator right out of the gate. I am curious. I can't pass this up. Okay, I actually did think that this was kind of cool. Um, so there's this company with things, you know, there's lots of companies that track your steps and your sleep, and there's everything to track now, but they have made something that you just stick in your toilet, you know, just kind of sits there on the bowl, and you pee on it, and you can actually get your health data off of it, you know, like like, like how you're doing uh, the same kind of test that you would get when you pee in a cup for a doctor. Uh, and then for women, there's even a separate one, that can tell you um, uh, news related to pregnancy, like, you know, if you're ovulating oh. and whatnot. So I find that fascinating. Also, I'm like, okay, I've, you know, I'm a tech reporter for like 15 years. I've never had tech that dealt with pee before, but let's go here. You know, <laughs> let, let's see where we go because there's so much data out there about us. There's so much like, oh, you like, I'm always like, I don't really care about my sleep data. I know I didn't sleep. You know, all, all these numbers out there about us. What's really helpful? What's really interesting? Wait, are you telling me that something can actually alert me that I need to make a checkup with my doctor? Okay, now we're talking. How much is that thing? And then, what, like, 
what's the market for that? Do they think people are going to buy those at Walgreens, or is it something that doctors will be recommending? Uh, probably a mix, uh, because uh, Wikis um, sells a lot of things, you know, in the 100 to $200 range, like Smart. I, I have their Smart Scale. You know, they're pretty good company when it comes to these things. But, um, yeah, I, I know you, you think, like, how much is this getting in the weeds of really health stuff? At CES, I saw stuff that you normally don't see when it comes to personal health, like hearing aids that you can buy off the shelf at Best Buy. Normally, you'd have to go to a hearing specialist right. and get them fitted. And when I say fitted, I don't mean the shape. I mean fitted for your ear needs, like your hearing needs. Uh, now there's, there's an app. You can walk through it. It'll do the little beeping test and do a hearing aid uh, and, and, and give you help based on what your sensitivity is. And so many guys don't want to go get checked because they feel like, oh, I don't need a hearing aid. That's, you know, that's lame. Uh, but now we're at the point where the tech is so good, you might feel insecure about going to a hearing specialist. You could get it and have it be approved by, you know, big medical boards to just walk into Best Buy and get something. So that's I think, kind of yeah, big. I think a lot of people that, you know, and this is where the technology really helps. If you, you know, you think about the past with hearing aids, they, you could tell if someone was wearing hearing aids and people are self-conscious about that. But more and more, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I've been working in radio, wearing headphones, listening to loud music for a long time, and my hearing is not the best. So as I get a little older, I'm guessing hearing aids might be a part of it, but they'll be so efficient and tiny, no one will know that you have those darn things It in. looks like normal earbuds, and it has HP, like Hewlett Packard, on them. Like yeah. you would think that they're just normal earbuds. So you said you've been a tech reporter. I don't know how many C, uh, CES shows you've been to, but over the course of the last, you know, I guess if I go back five years and I count back the previous 15 years, it was always about TVs, bigger, better TVs, the iPhones too, you know, a lot of the, uh, the smartphone technology. But the technology of these televisions has gotten so big. Can it get better? I guess you'd say maybe yes, because they had a lot of those on display, didn't they? Oh, there's always something in TVs we can talk about. And that's what CES is. TVs are the star. Okay, so here, here's what I break it down to. You know, like it's been a couple of years. Not everyone went for the past couple of years because of everything going on with COVID. So now it's coming back. Uh, and, and the big battle you're looking for now in TVs is two things. One, everyone's talking about brightness levels. So brightness of, of the picture quality is going to be the next, like, battleground. Everyone has their own different ways of uh, categorizing the tech. Some, some use QOLED, and there's all these different jargon terms. <laughs> right, the right. jargon, just, just know it's about brightness. But two, wireless is the thing. So when I say wireless, yeah, there's still a power cord for some of them, but others like LG has this one that's so beautiful and there's nothing in the back, no jumble cord of dusty HDMI cables all in the back. It has a transmitter box, this big cube, and you'll somehow put this cube in some furniture in your house that's maybe like, I don't know, as much as 15 feet away from the TV. And that's where you'll put your PlayStation and your, and your you know, Comcast box or whatever. And then it'll beam all that to the TV. So that's where we're going in terms of tech. You know, put your TV anywhere you want. Don't be, you know, constrained to having this big entertainment center anymore. You know, just go hide that somewhere else and it'll beam over. There's another company that made a fully wireless TV where it's battery powered and you slip in these battery packs in the back. So you could put your TV on a window, they were saying. You could do whatever you want with your TV. So freeing yourself from the constraints of where you put your TV in your house, where your plugs are, 
that's the next frontier too. Which which makes sense because you know things have changed just in the way that we use our homes. You know, one of the things that's annoying to me is I I just simply this is just a personal thing. And Sue, you you do some real estate. I don't know how typical this is. I think it is, but I hate televisions over fireplaces. I just I don't like yeah, it. Well, your neck not supposed to do that. Yeah, your neck is craning up the entire time. I have something called a mantle yeah. mount, which is a piece of technology, which allows me to bring mine, got out of the sound room, uh-huh. find sponsor, but it allows me to kind of bring that television down a little bit more over the fireplace, and then I can pop it back up on the wall as well. The other thing that they, they really sell a lot of at the sound room um, is, and I don't know how much of these were on display, these aren't exactly new, these TVs that look like pieces of art. You know, so basically it's a piece of artwork, and then you can flip on the TV. So most people might go into your house, you're not even going to think that the TV is above the fireplace. It may look like a painting, right? Yeah, and they even have, like, picture frames around them in a yes. way, not mm-hmm. like gaudy gold stuff. But it, it actually looks like you could just switch it to a frame. And I think uh, I think a couple of them call themselves the frame, you know, uh, because, yeah, just, you know, make it something that if, you know, if it's on, at least it looks like art. And you always got to be careful with that fireplace stuff. Some people aren't too smart about how they do it. I mean, fire and the heat and everything gets a little dangerous. But, yeah, people go, where do I put my TV? We're always stuck in the house based on the layout. So, yes, this kind of changes things a bit. Bridget Carey from CNET, who was at the Consumer Electronics Show, what else kind of, you know, stuck out in your mind, either good or bad, from CES? Well, uh, you know, I've seen robots, but I think the biggest thing is electric vehicles. Uh, I was on board an electric speedboat, and you go, okay, well, I don't have the money for electric speedboats, but this company, Candela, is working with water taxis and municipalities to say, like, all right, you know, Let's let's make giant water taxis electric. I'm like, that's cool. It's already being started. And then John Deere had an electric excavator. So, yeah, the world is kind of changing. They just got to come up with ways to charge all this stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah, we right. suddenly have well, to recycle these batteries and come up with enough electricity. What about, uh, because I'm a big audio guy, right? And I love, you know, I'm a big fan of great sounding speakers and headphones because I'm not a fan of the earbuds and, you know, the sound quality there. But you described something um, with this Mercedes that had this Dolby Atmos surround sound system that sort of blew you away. So I'm very curious about that. Okay, well, for starters, I was in the best car ever, uh, like a Maybach, which had like 60 speakers in it that I'm like, okay, if you have one of these cars, you're not driving, someone's driving you. Let's put it that way. (laughs) $185,000 Mercedes, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but, But Dolby has been working on putting their Dolby Atmos surround sound that they have in certain movie theaters into the car, into something like... Your car, everyone's cars, a, a six-speaker car. I kept going, okay, this is great. It's in Mercedes, the, the sound was something I couldn't explain. It was surreal. It was like we, we said, okay, what song do we want to play? And I got in. I'm like, all right, let, let's play Bohemian Rhapsody, right? And it sounded like Freddie Mercury was, like, just floating like you could, in front of me. You couldn't tell where the speaker was. It just surrounds you. They, the artists are building songs in such a way where they can say, I want the drums to come over here and I want the trumpets to come over here. Wow. So they kind of make it so they kind of can put different instruments popping in in different spaces around you, like in 3D. And I said, okay, well, what about my Toyota 4Runner? You know, I, <laughs> can right. I get it here? He goes, he goes, we are testing right now to do this in cars with as little as four speakers, six speakers. And he's like, theoretically, it would just take the car maker to say, here is a software update. So there is hope for my Toyota 4Runner. But that said, expect this to be rolling out soon as the next experience in your car. 
By the way, Toyota 4Runner, one of my favorite cars that I ever owned. You said in, in the CNF piece, you said the music felt like it was floating in space around me. I couldn't tell where the speakers were located. And I want to kind of relate this. Sue, remember when I came back and I've, I kind of live in Vegas part-time, Bridget. It seems it's to be my, my second home. And I've seen a lot of shows out there and residencies. And it had, I don't know if you had the opportunity when you were out there, but you can talk about Dolby Live at the MGM. The I, sound yeah. quality of these theaters. I saw Katy Perry at Resorts World a year ago. Sting at the uh, at Caesars. The sound quality. They're building this sphere thing now, which is going to be mind-blowing. But the sound quality, that's how you feel when you're in those theaters. You don't feel like it's too loud. It's surrounding you, and it's just its really wow, overwhelmingly good. It's, that's what I would say. It's weird. I'm not a sound person like you. And to me, I, was, I had my jaw on the floor. It felt like a religious experience almost. So I went to Dolby Live. I heard Imagine Dragons play. And, yeah. you know, I know their songs. They're great. It's a lot of information in the song, a lot of things going on. And it was just broken up. Even live, they can do this you know, effect where, like, you just feel like it's all around you. It's very well, and here's what I here's what I would say about that because remember I opened this saying I'm a fan of, of really good speakers and headphones and what what's in this technology obviously is improving but for those of us who and I guess I consider myself a bit of a hobbyist when it comes to being an audiophile I'm by no means a, a super expert but I I know the difference and I subscribe to a music service called Tidal which has um, high you know high quality audio streaming and you can get those from from other services as well and you're not going to tell the difference between that high quality streaming if you're on some earbuds or even in your car for the most part. But that mm-hmm. those those theater experiences, that's where I really have felt the most difference because I've been able to separate the music on my own for a while. And I think people who have good stuff. But now it's getting so good. And if you can start putting it in cars like Forerunners or whatever, that's going to be awesome for people. I, I really think it's going to like just level up. And also, like artists themselves are going to get excited about mixing songs, you know, to a degree to where it can actually be appreciated this way. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, you know, so if you're watching a movie and you got surround sound in the truck or the airplane's coming from one side to the other, these producers are so good with some of the way that they're layering the music and yeah. where the music comes from. Well, you feel absorbed yeah. into the whole thing. You absolutely do. What about virtual reality stuff, Bridget? you see a lot of that, I'm assuming? Everyone's looking at, okay, where are we taking this metaverse talk, right? You know, like, okay, sure, you know, we're all putting headsets on. But uh, you start to see a lot of small companies go, hey, um, put these straps on your legs. Put these uh, sensors on your hands so your whole body's in the metaverse. There's some crazy stuff. I mean, I've seen things that cover up your entire mouth so you can scream as loud as you want in karaoke in the metaverse, but your neighbor won't hear you or your roommate won't hear you. That's okay. I'll let them have that. I'm going to pass on that one. I don't need to put weird stuff all over my body. But you clearly see this, this push to be, where are we going with this? And later this year, Apple's rumored to be going and launching something in VR. You know, so all these companies that are doing VR now, the Google, Facebook, Apple, they're kind of laying back. We're going to be hearing more about them this year. But what are the small companies doing? It gives you a sense of where the thinking is right now in the metaverse. And it's all about how do I start walking? How do I start touching things and really feeling that feedback of being somewhere and not just being like a floating torso. What what are I, I see the this term used in in some of your pieces haptics. What what are haptics? Uh, the feeling when you get a little vibration back so oh, that it acknowledges okay. that you touch something. Yes. So like like it's, it's just like mm. on your phone you feel a little buzz when you press a button. It's just a, a, a reassurance that yes you did touch something. So you you highlighted one company that that used some sort of approach without gloves, right? Where you could just feel that in the air. Uh, I didn't get to try that, but everyone's kind of trying different things right now. And there was one where you were kind of surrounded by this entire um, 
structure. So, yeah, there was still tech around the person. That isn't typical. You know, something has to kind of exist. But uh, they weren't wearing anything. And and I think we're getting to the point, at least in the practical this year, what is 2023? It's going to be maybe you don't need to wear a handset. Maybe the camera on your on your headset can measure your body, can see where your feet are without you wearing so many straps. But we're still kind of in strap land right now. What was the goofiest thing you saw out there? The goofiest. Um, there's a whole wing of um, robots to assist in uh, sexual things. And that was <laughs> oh, my well, it, it was Vegas. Really? Uh, they had that featured as well? Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you the name of it. It's called the Handy. You know, use your imagination. Oh my um, gosh! But but I would say, <laughs> in terms of goofy, th- th- this year really was down to practical. And I think the goofiest thing was the things that you strap on your face. I think we we're, we're kind of done with uh, you know putting more tech on our faces. Uh, so in comparison, that like pee sense in the toilet, it's just. Golden, I guess you could say. Um, well, Bridget, maybe. you knew I was going to do this, and I'm sure other people have as well. The Handy at thehandy.com. Um, Sue, I would suggest that you don't go to this website. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, uh, right no no problem. No um, problem. The Handy, the most advanced male sex toy. That's what it says. Um, next gen masturbation. Who knew? At CES. Now you know. Now you know. I know. Bridget, one other question about CNET. I don't know if this is something you can handle, but my understanding is CNET sort of is experimenting with uh, AI and allowed AI to write an article for CNET. Is Is that true? Well, that's something that came up this week. Yeah, so uh, our bosses have a piece up that they wrote uh, saying that uh, the company was kind of tinkering in this space, and uh, they were for some financial articles so it's not my realm exactly but so in other words this is the last time you'll be covering cs it was nice to have you as a tech reporter bridget as you move on to your next endeavor we do have some openings here at odyssey st louis but congratulations on that print career <laughs> you, you worry so about much. that though right i, I, I mean I, seriously I, some of the this robot overload some of this yeah. stuff is getting pretty pretty um advanced there's no doubt about it we talked about some it, ai stuff you know a week ago where you can weird. just get your papers written if you're in college right yeah, it's weird. I think we're still at the time where, like, humans have to kind of fix a lot going on, but it moves fast. And I think right now, especially when you look at all the video that can be faked and it looks so real, um, we really have to get a new generation with a close eye to tell on when something is authentic or computer-generated, because that's going to be the new frontier. Well, i got a busy night mm-hmm. tonight. i got to go online and get my P-Sensor. i got to get to thehandy.com. A lot of shopping to do tonight as we head into the weekend, and Bridget Carey inspired us, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Bridget. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, much, have guys. a great weekend. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
Matt Young's going to be here on Monday afternoon because I am absolutely going to take advantage of my Odyssey Company holiday um, and take MLK Day off. Matt Pauley is here from the Cardinals Radio Network and the Cam West side. Now you're you're probably in the union like I was, right? Yeah, so I do that is not a holiday yeah, for me. So it's weird because in SAG after, and I dealt with this for years, the only two official holidays are Christmas and New Year's. Yep. So any of the other days you're technically supposed to take vacation time. Now I got off a little bit easy on that because my show is in the afternoon like it is now. And then typically on Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, there were Cardinals games. So didn't really have to work anyway. But Boy, I get MLK Day, I get President's Day, Matt. I'm so I've never had those up. It's been a long time. Long, I get the sense time. you like your time off. I do like my time off, and I missed my time off when I was on the KMOX side, and I had all those Cardinals games. Glover gets that advantage now, but no, in in all, you know, being honest on that, I did like those days. But the thing that drove me crazy was those day games, and you wouldn't know when you're going to end up on the air. Right. You know? And even the spring training games were a little frustrating at times. Uh, however, having said that, I'm ready for baseball, and we're going to talk a little baseball right now. So this is a big weekend because we have the winter warm-up and the Cardinals caravan. You're going on a leg of the caravan. We'll get to that in a second. The warm-up is changing dramatically. I was looking at the schedule, and I realized, hey, it's not at the Hyatt anymore. It's always been at the Hyatt. Yeah, it's going to be they're going to utilize the the real estate that they have between Ballpark Village and Bush Stadium and it works out well. You know, you've always been able to say go do a clubhouse tour or go to the Cardinals Hall of Fame Museum with with the winter warm up. You had to make your way over to Bush Stadium previously. So now they're just going to use and also before it was kind of it was jam packed. I mean, oh, there was yeah, a lot of people walking around. There wasn't a lot of space to breathe. So now they're really going to I guess the challenge is going to be it's so much more spread out. Yeah. Maybe you're going to need a map because this suite at Bush Stadium is for this event, but this restaurant area at Ballpark Village is being used for this event. So I would encourage people who are going, take a look, look at the schedule, see where stuff is so you can kind of plan out what your path is going to be. All the autographs, that's always a big deal. People have already bought all these autograph tickets because you know this is uh, the bottom line is this weekend is about benefiting Cardinals yeah, care. Right. So you've got all these autograph tickets that have been bought. It might be you got there's multiple rooms where these autograph sessions are taking place so if you are one of these people that have already bought an autograph ticket just make sure you know where you're going do you know i mean what what kind of representation are we going to get because there's there's always been you know a few people like yadi hasn't always been at the winter warm-up and i don't know if arnado or goldschmidt the baseball writers dinner is on sunday night I'm, are you going to that no i'll be on my uh caravan, oh, caravan so i can't make it to the uh the writers dinner just about everybody's here off the top of my head i haven't you know nitpicked through the list to see who's not going to be there uh, but I, I, I feel like if it's the Cardinals want pe- people to be there, and I think everybody's going to be there. This is year. our new catcher going to be there? Yes, Wilson Contreras is yeah, going to be there. Cool. I do know that for sure. And uh, you know what? This is what I love about a weekend like this with Wilson. You know, he's been obviously he's been to Bush Stadium. He knows the Cardinals, but he's going to feel that love like he's never felt before being a part of this this weekend. Yeah, you know, and we both have Wisconsin ties, having worked at the same radio station there. The Brewers had previously done an event kind of like this. It was called Brewers on Deck. It was a one-day thing that they did at Convention Center. It hasn't come back yet since COVID, and I don't know if they are going to bring it back at any point in time. In fact, the Pirates have done a fan fest, and they're not doing theirs uh, this year. They they decided not to bring theirs back yet either. So That's the Pirates. It so. is It is the Pirates. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other fan fest event like this in baseball that's three days long. Uh, just the the 
the amount of fandom that you are able yeah, to exhibit right. over the course of three days is pretty cool. So let's talk about the caravan. How many legs are there of this? There are six different caravans. Some are Friday, Saturday, so some have already gone out today, and then the other ones go Sunday, Monday. Uh, six different caravans. I think they're going to hit six total states between the six caravans. I'm going to hit three states on my own. Where are so, you going? Uh, I have a trip that goes Marion, Illinois, to Evansville, Indiana, day one, and then day two is Paducah, Kentucky, and then uh, to Cape Girardeau was, before coming is home. Is the first leg the prison leg of the tour? Hey, Mary- I, I mean, my, Lord. my first, well, the Marion thing is fine, but my <laughs> first pro baseball job ever was as a play-by-play guy for the Evansville Otters. So I'm excited to be doing the uh, the Evansville port. Evansville is the Purple Aces, the university there, Yeah, right? and actually yeah. I occasionally I go out to Evansville and do some ESPN Plus games for what University they, of Evansville. The, were the Otters... Uh, they're frontier. No, they're the frontier oh, okay. leagues. So they're like the Gateway Grizzlies yeah, and what yeah, the yeah. Rascals used to be when they existed. So who's on the caravan with you? Okay, so we've got Nolan Gorman, Matthew Liebertor, I believe James Nail, and then the alumni is Jason Mott and Kerry Robinson. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a great weekend. And then, you know, it's already mid-January, right? The holidays are gone mid-January, which is good because that means spring training is going to be here very soon. I'll be in Jupiter less than a month from now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. that's That makes me happy. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's right here. We're here. We're, we've arrived. Well, yeah. all right. So what what's your take? I talked to Cusimano about this a little bit, and, and I, I take Matt Holiday at his word because it absolutely sounds like something where he thought, this is a great idea. I want to be a manager. And then you start thinking about the commitments that you have to your family and the kids, and I'm sure maybe his wife might have had a few things to say. So is it what it is where he just said, look, his statement, I thought, was very honest and great. He said, you know, sometimes you say these things, you get excited, and then as you get closer, the reality sets in. Yeah, there's no reason not to believe that's the case. Now, look, we've seen situations where all of a sudden, a few days later, something comes up, and it's like, oh, okay, that's why. But there's there's no reason to believe that's going to happen here. You take him at his word. He comes from a coaching family. I'm sure he has aspirations to be a major league manager one day. This would have been a great opportunity. This opportunity will come back around in some form or fashion for him. This is an opportunity to be with his family and be with his kids. The commitment to to that job, to being a, a major league coach, it's a tough commitment, just the baseball lifestyle overall. But then you think about being a coach on a major league staff, you're the first one at the ballpark every day. You're the last one. You're there before the players and after the players. It's uh, six-month in-season commitment plus everything that's going on, spring training beforehand. If your team has a deep playoff run, it could be darn near eight months. He's yeah. earned the right to spend some time with his family. Look, I, I don't fault him at all. So who who do we get from the White Sox? It's Joe McEwing, and I know what people are going to think when I say this. This is not me putting Matt Holiday down at all. Matt Holiday would have done a perfectly fine job as the team's bench coach. I think Joe McEwing fills the role a little bit better because he's been in that spot before. He's kind of a veteran coach. He was with the White Sox for a really long time as their bench coach and their third base coach. He was a minor league manager before that. Was he with Tony then recently? Also? He was the third base coach okay. for Tony. He was on that staff with uh, with Renteria before Tony got there, and he was the bench coach for Renteria and then the third base coach for Tony. Uh, I just you got a really young manager and Oliver Marmel, who I think the world of. But it's good to have somebody in that dugout who's seen it all, been doing it all, who can really kind of provide some guidance as the bench coach. So I think McEwing brings something to that role that maybe Matt Holiday would not have. There you go. I mean, obviously, it sounds to me like they, they had word over the holidays that this was, you know, Matt, Matt didn't just tell him this week, and that's why they rolled it out 
in the same release where they said he's not going to be the guy and McEwing is is the yeah, new bench. Yeah, player. you don't want the it's a PR not disaster, but it's a PR annoyance if you have to announce Holiday has resigned without having the the next person in place. Like you're able to jump to the next story easier this way. So any kind of uh, there's still a couple of free agents out there. Anything else? And I think Mo has made it very clear they're not going to really um, make another big move. Is there a trade potential that still might be in the works? Because I I would still be concerned. I even think I saw a piece about this today somewhere on ESPN where yeah, in theory Jack Flaherty is your ace in. Th- theory. Right. But we don't know that. Do we have a number one? I and mean, you really don't have a number one that's defined at this point, do you? Yeah, no, you don't. And I think what's going on with this team is there's a lot of questions. And questions aren't bad because sometimes questions are answered in a good way. And if all the questions are answered in a good way, you're in a good spot. But you don't really know what you're going to get out of O'Neal, Newt Bar, Carlson, Gorman, Yepes. The the only sure things you really have are Arnato, Goldschmidt, Contreras, maybe Edmund when it comes to position players. And then from a pitching standpoint, the health of Jack Flaherty is a big question. So there's there's not a there's not a free agent out there that makes the team better right now. So there's you know, no no real reason to talk about that. There are going to be trades out there. I think it does make some sense whether you just go into spring training or whether you get into the season to see to get the answers or start to get the answers to some of those questions. The last thing you want is to go sign a big outfield bat that you spend some money on and you have to carry, and then you get to spring, and what do you know? Jordan Walker has a fantastic spring, but you can't carry him out of camp because you've got this guy. Um, So you need to make decisions. You've got so much prospect capital that you're going to spend on a trade. Do you need to go find a top-of-the-rotation starter? Do you need to find a middle-of-the-order bat? Well, evaluating the team, I don't know if there's another contender in baseball that has as many question marks as the Cardinals. So you mentioned Jordan Walker. Tell us about Jordan Walker. I don't know a whole lot about him, but there there seems to be some hopes being pinned on him. He's a stud. He is a stud, and he has performed at every level. I don't know if he's going to bring cap with the team this year. You know, it, the development is a, is a process. Uh, but last year, he was an infielder. He was blocked, obviously, on the infield, specifically at third base, because uh, Nolan Arnato is going to be around for a while. So they moved into the outfield. He had no problem adapting to the outfield. He's going to be a perfectly capable corner outfielder uh, in the big leagues. He can hit for power, good speed, great athlete, big dude, really big. Oh, really? I saw a picture today. Uh, Kevin Wheeler was just showing me a picture uh, an hour ago or so. He's out on a Cardinal Caravan right now, and he's about – a foot taller than every other person on the caravan. Like he just hulks over wow. everybody. Uh, he's he's going to be a special player. He's going to impact the Cardinals this year. The question is, does he impact them on opening day, so, or is he so impact how, them in July? How does that play out? He he goes to he's going to compete, and if it looks like he's going to do better than our current outfielders, then he gets the roster spot. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And baseball is now part of what happened last year in the collective bargaining agreement. Teams are a little bit more incentivized to start the season with prospects on the big league roster. In the past, you would hear things like Super 2 and service time and like all these baseball terms. And essentially what teams were doing were keeping players down in the minor leagues for month, month and a half. Because of the when free agency clock starts Yeah, they would get an extra year basically of club control on a player by just having them in the minors for about a month. That still exists, but there's other things, whether it's draft picks, other items that incentivize teams to have young players on the team from the start so there's really nothing 
stopping the Cardinals from having Jordan Walker at the beginning. Well, have fun this weekend. This will be your first caravan, won't it? It is my first caravan. Yeah, Yeah. congratulations on that. Matt, for those people who don't know, you grew up here Mm -hmm. and were in different markets. You spent some time. How long in Milwaukee? I was in Milwaukee for about six and a half years. We didn't cross over there because I was there a long time ago, but we obviously worked at the same station as you indicated. Let's talk a little football here, and let me start with Wisconsin. Because do you think, I haven't asked you this question, you know I'm a Packers fan, Chiefs fan too, but I'm a Packers fan. Did Aaron Rodgers play his last game for the Packers? It's a great question. It is. And I mean, I think I think that possibility exists. Just I don't think he's done playing football. Yeah, I don't either. And the problem with that is the way his contract is, the, the Packers can't just like move on from him. It's gonna be too much of a cap hit. What would they get if they traded him? You know, if they trade him, they want to trade him to the AFC. He's not gonna to go to anywhere in the NFC. It's a really, really complicated thing. So the first thing that has to happen is Rodgers needs to officially say that he does want to play next year. Well, Gutenkirch said something today. So the GM said something, look, we're not ready to move on from Aaron. So at least he said that. But But you have to say that. Right. I get it. But there's been so much drama. You would think at least this would be settled where it doesn't have to drag into the summer. You would hope so. And the other thing is he's a Reportedly dating with the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, daughter, the daughter Mallory Edens, oh, the daughter of Wes Edens, who owns the the Milwaukee Bucks. So, but I mean, he's dating somebody new every two he weeks. Does. Yeah. yeah, right. He had Danica for a while, and then what's this, your name? The actress. His last one was like a. I don't say this in a derogatory term. She was a witch, like a like a dictionary definition witch, and her name was Blue of Earth. I'm <laughs> saying, <what? laughs> how did I miss that one, Matt? Did you hear what Matt Pollard just said? Did that make sense? Blue it was it Friday, Earth. and I'm, like, spacing out. Who do you like this weekend? You know, I, I think here's my prediction for an upset. You ready? Uh-huh. The Giants take down the Vikings, mainly because I hate the Vikings, but there's going to be an upset. And I don't think the Vikings are in the position that, you know, everybody thought they were certainly four to five weeks ago. That's my least favorite game of the six games this weekend because neither of those teams do a thing for me. <laughs> I know. I the, kind of feel the same they're, way. They're boring teams, both the Giants and the Vikings. So, yeah, I, I think either team could win that game the vikings are the how many wins did they did they were they like a 12 win team this year they might have had 13 uh they were maybe the worst 12 or 13 win team in yes. the history of the nfl look i i was on my i i just wrapped up um taking a spain trip with a bunch of listeners that we closed today because everybody's money was doing mike kenny who's my tour guide is up in minneapolis he said and he's a vikings fan he said the same exact same thing so i think the fans up there in minneapolis not exactly expecting great things either um jaguars chargers that might be the game of the weekend that on paper it's the most competitive game i think the spread's a point and a half that's the tightest spread of any of the games this weekend i've kind of bought in on the jaguars it's been fun to watch them go from at the beginning of the season you thought they were one of the worst teams in the nfl and they just got better and better and better and all of a sudden they, they play in a crappy division the titans falling apart really helped them out uh, but they're able to snag that division i'm kind of rooting for the jaguars that's uh i, I don't know who's going to win that game but i've got a rooting interest in the jaguars well i have a rooting interest in the chargers because i have money on them at plus 4500 to win the super bowl okay so, and i placed that early december and i like that bet quite a bit what, can, what are you uh, willing until to say mike williams is because now they got a yeah. big you know hit mike williams is out at wide receiver because he was hurt last week which, which is just boneheaded yeah don't play starters and don't play stars when a game doesn't matter and then then don't try to just to, when you do it just say i'm a bonehead and i shouldn't have done that don't try to say well the roster stuff is hard to no it's not 
No, it's well, not. So I made that wager on the Chargers after watching them. I can't remember who they played on that um, Sunday night game about five or six weeks ago. And they have the pieces, and Herbert is a good quarterback. Yeah. And we've seen teams, not unlike the Packers, you know, 11, 12 years ago, that have come into the wild card round and just gotten hot. It happens in baseball, too. So I think the Chargers are capable, but that Jaguars story is quite compelling. Does Tom Brady get past the wild card round? I, I hate the Cowboys. I hope I, he does. I, I hate too. the Cowboys, so, too. So we're on. on the same page there. I'm, yes. I'm rooting for Brady and and the Bucks, believe it or not, on Monday night. It's a, that's the best storyline game because you have Brady. You, he may it may be his last game with Tampa Bay. Then you have the Cowboys, who are a really good team, but man, they're good at stinking up the place in the playoffs for sure. And they're coming off a bad effort in the regular season finale. I of all the games this weekend, from a storyline perspective, that's the one yeah. I'm most looking forward so to. So the buzz in Vegas. So I've talked to my buddy Rick in Vegas. Is that that's where Brady might go? Is that is that what you're hearing? What? Uh, I've heard more uh, Miami and New Orleans. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, my, the Miami stuff's kind of died down a little bit, but uh, at one point I heard that maybe there's a possibility that Payton goes back to New Orleans and brings Brady along with him. Because Sean Payton, who has been broadcasting for two years now or just, just one, one. Year, yeah. he's, he's also the guy that they think might come in and, and you know, coach in Vegas, too, so we'll have to see hmm. about that. So and no it, one knows. No, I That's guess, I guess right. not. Yeah, no right. one knows yeah. anything. But it is interesting. You know, I read what Derek Carr, so they, they sat Derek Carr, the Raiders did, and they put this guy in who actually did pretty well, Jared Stidham. But they may even just cut bait with Carr and not even trade him. He's got a no-trade clause, but it may come to the point where the ESPN analysis was they may just let him go. That's where I would watch for Aaron Rodgers because Devontae Adams went to Vegas because of Carr. They played college football together. They're really, really close friends. So the only team that Adams was going to leave Green Bay for was the Raiders. Well, if the Raiders are going to kick Adams' guy to the curb, maybe the answer to that is to bring in another one of Adams' guys and Rodgers. So where does Carr go? I mean, does he get a starting job? I think so. I think yeah. he's good enough to be a starter in the NFL. That system didn't work with him. Jared Stidham was a was a Patriots guy, and Josh McDaniels is the head coach in, in Vegas, and he came from the Patriots. So I think a lot of Stidham's success was connected to him just being better in that system. Where is Matt Pauley on the uh, the Battle Hawks? I like them. They're fun. Uh, you know, obviously, I didn't live in St. Louis the last time they were here, but I was rooting for them from afar. I'm so anti-Rams. I'm, I'm, I'm team St. Louis in the sense that St. Louis has really good football fans, and they don't get that reputation. So I like the fact that even if it's the XFL, St. Louis has a chance to show out from a football fan standpoint. But at the same time, we're not going to be spending... You're not going to call me into your studio, Mark, to do a 15-minute no. segment on the, the no. Battle Hawks, I don't I, think. I don't I don't think so either. But in, And I, I don't want to poop. I was kind of not – I didn't really get on board a couple years ago because I'm an NFL fan and I was uh, snobbingly looking at the XFL. However, I appreciate it from what it did for the community, the fact that it gave younger people – uh, a pretty inexpensive form of entertainment to get people together to go tailgate, root for the team, and just have fun in that stadium. So my wife and daughter went to one of the games when I was out of town. They had a blast. So from a family entertainment perspective, something to add to St. Louis on the weekends here in the spring, I think it's great. You know, you look at the sports calendar that time of the year in St. Louis, you're going to have Blues wrapping up, you're going to have Cardinals starting up, you're going to have City SC starting up, and you're going to have the Battle Hawks. It's going to be a really busy time in St. Louis. Yeah, I would have said also you're going to have um, you know the Mizzou Tigers make a run to the NCAA tournament, but I'm a little worried about that after Wednesday night. They were that, That's a bad matchup. They just don't match up well against a and they're, they're fine. I don't know if they're a tournament team, but they're a good team. Like the, There's a lot of really good teams in college basketball. There's a lot of parity. Yeah. A ton, which makes the games 
I think, really exciting. This I, is one of the reasons I love college basketball. Well, Matt, have fun on the uh, on the the caravan and the winter warm up this weekend, and love to hear the stories when you get back and we're gonna get very close. When do you leave for spring training? A uh, month from yesterday. Okay, not yeah. that you're counting down the days or anything like that, right? No, not no, at all. Exactly. Especially on a day like this. Oh my God, Matt Pauly, great to see you. Have a great weekend. I appreciate it. I can't believe he came back. He should not have come back. I tried to convince Fred to uh, just stay. How about Fred? Yeah, thank you, Kenny, with the plumber, because you. uh, And by the way, do you remember when I said to you this morning, you said, "Hey, I have to go home and meet the plumber," and I said, "It's the plumber." (laughs) I've He's come, come to, to fix, fix the sink. sink. What is that from? Electric company. Yeah. We figured it out. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you remember that at all? No, I don't. Oh, my it's gosh. the plumber. I've, I've come, come to, to fix the, the sink. sink. Yes. It, it's the first thing that occurred to both of us when I heard that. <laughs> and here's the thing, Fred, I apologize. I thought it was your turlet or some sort of <laughs> issue at the house, and it wasn't. No, it was a sump pump. We had to get the uh, sump pump in the basement replaced. Oh, yeah. So I learned a whole lot about sump pumps that I didn't really need to know. Well, it's better to get it replaced before all the water is filled up right? in the basement, right? <laughs> yes. Right. It, it puts out the water yeah. so that's and good. he brought the batman cards that we discussed and i'm looking through them that. it's very interesting yeah how are those they're really cool did you know that such a thing existed well only because he talked about these the other day but i don't really remember seeing these they're yeah. just like baseball cards with fred has uh, everything he's ever owned as a child Robin rescued and all these things Chlor- old batman <laughs> this coloring, one. coloring book this one's just um called chloroform victim <laughs> while the batman kept vigil upon the roof robin stayed below close to the batmobile suddenly a hand reached out of the darkness wait i dropped the card here suddenly a hand reached out of the darkness clasping a chloroform soaked cloth to his face <laughs> yep yep hey here's one with catwoman you'll probably like this Ooh, better yeah, Hand like me, that one. Let me yeah see that one. yeah uh, these are really interesting, Fred. Do you did you get them in gum? Where did yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, kind of like baseball cards. Oh, they darned. Yep. I'm um, gonna have to look that up. What? These gum? are in good shape too. Yeah, it's Fred. And the Batman coloring book from my youth. Wow. And did you color in it? No, he didn't. I no. already looked. Oh, really? You just kind of kept it as a collector's edition. Oh, I oh I didn't think I didn't keep anything as a collector. Okay, now as a kid. when you find this stuff, did you have to dig into boxes or not? Um. I guess I must have done it recently because I knew where it was pretty quickly. Yeah. There you go. Wow, Fred, you got this thing's cool too. (laughs) What is that? It's like a huge magazine. Look at that. It's like serious. It's a Batman magazine. Allegedly, the first Batman issue. What do you mean allegedly? Well, it's got to be a replica because I wouldn't have a real first issue. How do you know that? Well, maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe it's a replica. It's pretty cool though. Yeah, that is pretty cool. You should take some of this stuff in. Have you ever tried to just see how much just it's worth? Just to see, nope. right? No. What no, about the Antiques Roadshow? Next time it comes to town, oh, I would love it if you were on there. Oh, that would be great. I'll go with you, Fred. Okay, I don't have good. anything of value, but I can take a second thing of yours and pretend. I'm a little TV shy, so you could probably be my spokesperson. That's no problem, except I don't know anything. But <laughs> Well, neither do I. <laughs> okay. We're a perfect That'd pair. Be, yeah, that's what would be great. Oh, my gosh, we could totally do that. All right, I've got to do this here. Stand by. Now, the audio cut of the day. This this is just utterly ridiculous, and it set me off earlier in the day, which is why I tweeted about it. Um, On MSNBC, you had a reporter that was doing um, a report. Andrea Mitchell was the anchor at the time. I'm just going to let this play out. You'll see what happens. She was, as she described herself, pro-life, and that she felt that it was important uh, to vote for these measures despite their uh, potentially politically damaging or politically unappealing um, 
appearance, if you will, for uh, Garrett, future, let me just, future voters. Let me just, All right, so now, he, this is where Andrew Mitchell doesn't like the fact he sort of stumbled over himself trying to find the words. Garrett Hawk is his name, or H-A-A-K-E. I'm not sure if it's hockey or Hake. But she interrupts him because he said this horrible word. He said the term pro-life. Interrupt and say that pro-life is a term that they may, that an entire group uh, wants to use, but that is uh, not an accurate description. I'm using it because that's the term she used to describe herself, I understand. Andrea. I understand. Let me say this with all the uh, the love that's intended. F U Andrea Mitchell. You know, this is ridiculous. Let's remember that this is the side, and she's on the side. She is a lefty, and she's not unbiased. She's on the side that makes up BS words like Latinx. And you have a group of people that have described themselves as pro- what is pro-choice any better? How about pro-murder? Utterly ridiculous. There's your cut of the day. I went on on a very positive note this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you on Tuesday. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.